What's up guys, it's Bosa here, and I'm so excited because this is the very, very, very first episode of I'm Not Jesus. And I thought, who better to start it off with than the boy Charles? Uh, <laughs> you gonna say something? Uh, praise God. <laughs> so Charles, y'all, is like a little brother to me. I love my little brothers, Nick and Norn. Love you guys. This is another one. Well, those are my real brothers. This is my blood bought through Christ, still brother. Come on, still blood related. Let's do this. Um, and Charles, I've known for a few years. This dude is a man of God. Um, and really just pursuing relationship with him in a really intentional way. And that is what this podcast is all about. I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. If you're looking for somebody to imitate and follow, it's not me. But I can point you to the one who is perfect. And that is Jesus. And so this whole podcast is just to point back to him. And so what we're actually doing is we're starting in the book of Romans for this whole first season. Because what better way than to point back to Jesus than looking at our unrighteousness? And that's what Romans talks about. It talks about the Gentiles, the Greeks, the Greeks, they Gentiles. Anyway, the Gentiles, the Jews, uh, and really talks about their unrighteousness, right? And then it points back to God and shows you his righteousness and why we need a savior. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Charles and I are going to discuss Romans 1 and 2, and then I'm going to have some other friends come on, and we're just going to talk Bible together. Like, that's what we do on I'm Not Jesus. Talk Bible. If you want, grab your Bible and follow along with us, right? Charles, can you pray for us? Can you open us up in prayer, Bishop, Reverend? <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Lord, um, we just dwell in your presence right now, Lord Jesus. Um, I just pray that this um, podcast just um, helps other believers in their walk, Lord Jesus. And um, I just pray for um, us being transparent and being vulnerable right now. And just to dive into your scripture, dive into your word lord jesus the um the truth um that that, that you hold you know we just desire to be more like you lord jesus this is all for your glory this is all for you you get all the all the praise and um we just thank you god that we are even allowed to do this in this moment and um whatever needs to be said i pray that it is said lord jesus in your name amen amen, amen. All right, guys, here on I'm Not Jesus, we are not perfect. Like we said, we are not the example, but we do want to open our study time up um, and show you what we discuss. And so we're going to dive into Romans 1 right now. Uh, so like I said before, grab your Bibles, grab your journal, and we're just going to talk, chop it up. I got this fancy note card in which I got some cool things to say. I really just wanted you to see this. You see the, you see the paint? Okay. Uh, <laughs> So Romans 1 is broken up into a few different sections, right? So the first to the 15th verse is all the intro from Paul. So we're going to briefly talk about that. And then it goes into talking about God's righteousness. And then the rest of Romans 1 is all about how unrighteous the Gentiles are. You ready, you ready for that? Because we Gentiles. Hey, you a Gentile? It's the truth. So it's the truth. But we're about to dive into our unrighteousness. Uh, Charles, what was your favorite part in Romans 1? Um, favorite part, um, I would say Paul's response to what I say are, um, unbelievers in a whole, um, right about the 18th verse, um, really throughout the end of the whole chapter. I mean, Paul gets really, um, descriptive in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, how God's wrath is, um, going to come upon those who deny him. That's good. Um, you know what? 
let's read it. Yeah. Let's actually read all of Romans so that if you don't have your Bible, you can follow along with us. We're going to take a brief moment and read. Um, it's either going to be on the screen or you're going to hear us say it. One of the two, you, you're about to have the opportunity to read Romans with us. Romans 1, verse 1. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son who was born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh, who was declared the son of God, with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his namesake, among whom you also are the called to Jesus Christ. To all who are beloved of God in Rome, call the saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. For God, whom I serve in my spirit and the preaching of the gospel of his son is my witness as to how unceasingly I make mention of you. Always in my prayers, making requests, and perhaps now, at last, by the will of God, I may succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you, that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you, while among you, each of us by the other's faith, both yours and mine. Verse 13. I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that often I have planned to come to you, and have been prevented so far, so that I may obtain some fruit among you, also even as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation, both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you, also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Verse 24. 
Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind, to those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Romans 1. Man, Charles, Romans 1 alone has so much in it. Like, I think it's real quick. Let's define. Cause we kind of read uh, with Angela. We sat down and kind of did a study group. This is not even a part of this. We just wanted to like catch up. And we were talking about what's a Jew, what's a Gentile, right? right. And so I think it's important for us to know real quick. A Gentile is not a Jew. And so, period. period. Yeah. And so he's writing this to the church in Rome, in, in Rome, and basically telling them about the unrighteousness of Gentiles. And basically, so he's saying, "Look at your unrighteousness. I've never met you before, but look at your unrighteousness." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Paul was savage. All right. So you said verse eighteen. So let's go there, yes. and then I want to share on verse one. And so, guys, Romans is so full of so much. We're not going to be able to really cover the depth of it all in this season. Uh, But what we're trying to do is just give you a place to start in your personal study or for you and your friends. Hopefully this encourages you to get along with your brothers, your sisters, your friends. uh, Because I know sometimes you're like, that's not my brother and sister. But, you know, in the Lord, they are. Guys love people. Um, But hopefully that makes you get along with them and say, let's read. Let's study scripture together because there's something really beautiful about studying scripture with others. You get to see their point of view. Um, and share yours, and that's important. So, Charles, verse yeah. eighteen. Cool. I'm a. I first want to start off with um, well, where this all came from. Um, I do valet as a job, and um, uh, it's quite um, I'm known as the Christian guy, mm-hmm. as you will, um, in my workplace, and so oftentimes I get thrown these, you know, questions from all over the place, mm-hmm. and one of the questions that really had me thinking a lot was um a guy that I worked with at my job. He said, um, what about those what about those people who are immersed in different cultures? You know, cultures to where Christianity is not even an option. It's not it's not it's not really known around them. And um he said he said he said, what about those people? What about the people that have not heard of Jesus or not heard of the Christian God, mm-hmm. so to speak? Like what what happens to them, you know, because they don't really have um a choice if they were brought into that, then, mm-hmm. you know, from birth, then 
you know, what what is their hope? And I think Romans 1, I think Paul speaks right on this issue of people who we would think have not heard of God, the Christian God, of Jesus Christ. And um, I actually want to read the message translation, which I have right here, um, of Romans 18. A different translation. Yeah. Switch from the holy <laughs> to the message. Come on. Uh, <laughs> it said, but, but God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying immaculate as people try to put a shroud over the truth. Um, man, that's a powerful scripture right there. Um, and then other translations, um, it actually says suppress the truth. Um, I think this is a problem that even believers um, deal with as far as um, suppressing the truth. You think of, or I like to think of, even with conviction on certain things. Um, we we know that we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing or that is against God's word. Um, and sometimes uh, we can, you know, just push down the truth just be, to become um, comfortable with our sin or even um, just to put a shroud over, like the message said, um, over the truth and just try to turn our backs to it a lot. And um, I think Paul was just, um, was uh, going in on that point of uh, many people. And he goes on to say that we know God through existence, through um, his external power, through creation. Mm-hmm. Yet we try to um, push down the truth and uh, suppress the truth, as he says. Um, I think I think that was really um really hammering hammering in and this is the scripture that i used to um to answer the guy that asked me the question about what people grew up in uh you know different cultures or whatever um and it says in verse 19 this is back to the holman's um christians um bible um verse 19 since what can be known about god is evident among them because god has shown it to them for his invisible attributes that is his external power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. Um, and I, I, I mean, that's pretty blunt right there. Um, even though people might not know the name of Jesus Christ, God has been shown to them. And um, I believe that, I mean, God is a just God. So I believe that the people that want to know the real truth, mm-hmm. God would get it through them. Um, I heard uh, Robbie Zacharias um, really speak to this point, and he got asked, a, um, if you don't know, Robbie Zacharias is a Christian apologist. Um, he's really uh, well-known in the academic realm of um, defending Christianity or, you know, like um, doing things of that sort. And um, a, uh, this was during the Q&A, and somebody asked him a similar question to this. What about those who were immersed in different cultures and do not know um, the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, Robert Zacharias said, this is actually talking about Muslims, mm. talking about Muslims. And he said, through his experience, um, Muslims get, um, you know, saved, I would say, um, through good acts um, and dreams. And wow. I really feel like that in itself speaks to you know, how God would meet you where you're at and he would get the truth to you if you are seeking it. And if you, yes. yes I'm sorry. I, no. I didn't mean to, you just no, gave no, no, me no, like you. a huh, hello moment. Yeah. I finished your statement and then I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying um, uh, Acts 10 has a really um, great story about Cornelius. Um, 
and how um, the truth was delivered to him, even though that um, he did not know the name of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I was going to just point out even Paul himself, mm -hmm. Saul on the on on the road and all of a sudden he gets this encounter with Jesus and that's what started his ministry. So I think that's why he can even boldly claim that it's like, okay, you may not believe in God, you may not think that you actually but you will see him his his hand of create in all of creation. Like you've seen him in some way, you've met him in some way. Because Paul wasn't necessarily he was serving God, but he didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't believe in but the fact that he met him on the road because he was seeking truth. I mean, he was killing Christians because he thought that was what was right to do. And so God looked at his heart and said, yo, this man actually earnestly wants to know me. Yeah. Uh, let me find a way to reveal myself. And it happened through, some people might say a visitation or a vision or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it, um, but it happened. So that just, sorry, I was like, yeah. No, that's good. That's I didn't mean good. to cut you off though. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Acts 10 is a really good story. So if you're following along with us, if you're following along with us, uh, Acts 10 is a really good story um, to check out that on Cornelius. Um, so just real quick, I want to highlight because I don't want to take too much time. Um, because like I said, we can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Uh, but we cover all that Romans has. It, it has so much. And so the point I love in Romans 1 is how... Paul begins his letters. So Romans 1 verse 1. So back in the day, they used to have scrolls, right? And so you wouldn't want to start a letter off without saying your name first. Like now we end stuff with blah, 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 Bosa, or you write something like Charles. Right. But back then, somebody unscrolling, think about them unscrolling all of Romans just to figure out who it was before they, so he had to make sure he did this introduction and let them know who it was. And fun fact, guys, it was actually a female, Phoebe. Is it Phoebe? Phoebe. I'm like, did yes, I just say Phoebe. her name right? <laughs> you know what's something, I, I just, right. I flashed to friends <laughs> and then I was like, this don't sound right. But uh, yeah. Phoebe is actually the one who dropped this letter yeah. off. So Paul trusted a woman to get the message mm. known, mm. just just putting that out there. Um, so Romans <laughs> 1 verse 1 says, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. This verse though, this verse to me hits because it, it's Paul, and well, let me read verse two and three real yeah. quick. It says, which he promised beforehand, Sorry, I'll just read it all together so it all flows. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh, who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Verse five, I just got to read that. Through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his namesake, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. To all who are beloved of God in Rome, call the saints grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now this part gets me hype, right? Because <laughs> Paul is like, bondservant is such an important word. Uh, because back then, so they used to have slaves, right? And right. it wasn't slaves like like here in the U.S., right. you know, it's a little different. Different, different, little context, different. different context. So slaves back then, if you were indebted or something like that, you'd mm -hmm. have to work and you work for like six years. 
And after the six years, I, I believe you were free to go, or if you weren't free, um, sorry, just, I looked at my phone, y'all. I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. Not Jesus, come <laughs> you know? on. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you, once your debt was paid off, you had the choice to say, hey, I want to stay or I want to go, but you're free to make that choice. And a bond servant was the person that said, you, this master has treated me so well. I want to stay with him. And you go to him and you say, hey, I'm selling myself to you for however long. Like, I want to be your servant. I want to follow you. And that's what Paul is saying. He's basically, I have a choice to make. And that's the beauty about free will. Like in that one word is everything. There's free will. And then he's saying, but I've chosen to give my will to the father. It's like, whoa, all in that one word, bond servant. Like I've chosen to basically become a slave because that word bond servant means in the Greek. And I think I wrote it down. Bond servant in the Greek means both slave and servant. So it means to completely belong to your owner without freedom. And then it also means willingly choose to serve your master. All in that word, that's what it means. I've given up my free will fully. Yeah. Even though I am free. like I think I think I think that's what it means to to die to yourself, you know, to, to to crucify your flesh. Once you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, like you are completely sold out to, to his calling, to his purpose for your life. Your your now your mission in life is number one to glorify God in all that you do to worship and to make God known. Period. It's I mean, and I think I think Paul, Paul is a great man. Paul has some testimony, I tell you what. You think about somebody who was at once killing Christians, now is I mean, probably the most influential writer in the whole New Testament. I mean, his you can see God is all over his life. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just really awesome to see somebody that was so grateful for um, for the position that he was put in, and somebody who was sold out yeah. and that was willing and you know through God's grace able to get whatever it is that Jesus wants to convey to to his to the people reading this. That's yeah. good. You struck something in me. I was trying to find it. And I know it's somewhere, but I'm not finding it. But it's the, um, I used to quote it all the time. Maybe it's Galatians 2.20. Let me check that real quick. Because I'm at 4.20. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it's 2.20. Uh, yeah, Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in, within me. Yeah. For this life that I live in the flesh is one of faith in him. And I think I said that right. Let me make sure. I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And this life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And that is what basically what Paul is saying with being a bond servant. It is I'm dead. Like my human nature is gone. And I think in Romans one, what's beautiful is he's really trying to establish um, for us. This is what your human nature looks like. So he opens it up showing, Hey, I'm free in Christ. Now let me show you what our human nature as Gentiles, what Paul was a Jew too. Like Paul was everything. He was Jew. He was a Roman. He was like it, he's just a very impressive person. Yeah. I think a lot of people love Paul. I I, I know I do. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. Paul was everything. But he's writing to them. He's saying this is what human nature looks like. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like this is what this is what it looks like to be human. Yeah. But thank God for God. Right. The son is son. And even in the introduction, it feels like he's giving um, a, a really quick summarization of what the gospel is. Um, but it's like, yo, you're a sinner. This is what depravity looks like. And I think sometimes as believers, especially if you've been a believer for a long time, you can get caught up in, in righteousness where you feel just because of the acts that you've done. And then you read Romans and you're reminded, let me shut up and sit down somewhere because this could be me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I could be here, but it's because right. of Christ. It's because I know Christ, because I'm being conformed to him daily that uh, I'm not this. Yeah. Right. And even yeah. if you are, you have the opportunity not to be. Right. Yeah. Um, this uh, guy that I listen to, his name is Frank Turk. Um, he is um, he is a Christian apologist as well. And a uh, Oftentimes, you know, he talks to unbelievers and unbeliever asks, like, like, why, what's the reason that, that you go to hell? And I think, um, um, I think he says it's so, so great, you know, unlike the, how I usually hear it explained. And he says, well, first and foremost, the two logical reasons in the external life is either you're going to be with God or without God. Um, and the reason that people go to hell is not because necessary they reject jesus it's because of sin it's because of sin we we all have sin yeah. we all are guilty and we do not even deserve even to be here mm -hmm. um jesus christ is the pardon god sent his son because he loves us so much to give us a pardon from our filthy ways and now because of that we make we, we have life like we can do stuff like this like just getting that revelation of like, man, like we really have it good because, you know, we do not deserve this. I mean, even you see Paul goes on to talk about later in the chapter of like, of all the messed up things that people do. And like, you know, when they turn away and they suppress the, suppress the truth from not knowing um, Jesus and not knowing God and how they don't even know how they act with each other anymore. The males are with males, the females are with females. They're they're, they're just all over the place and just having the revelation now that um i am wonderfully fearfully and wonderfully made um in christ jesus i am a new creation and and now it's just all about glorifying god and making him known and man i'm just so thankful to even have the opportunities same here, man. Yeah. I, I think when you get a realization of this, it makes it so much easier to love people. Uh, love people without thinking that you're better than. Because you read Romans and you're like, this could be me. And in our next episode, we're about to read Romans 2. Yeah. It's about to be fire. Uh, I'm excited because this is, he's pointing to the Jews. So Gentiles, we just got to look at ourselves or what unrighteousness looks like. But now we're about to talk about the Jews. But it's, it's, it's such a humbling way to say, hey, we all need a savior. What are you talking about? And, and it's only through Christ Jesus that any of what you have right now is possible. Yeah. Right? And so... I'm excited about, man, diving deeper into this. Guys, I hope that you're excited with us because honestly, uh, it's a really humble experience to read through Romans. And like we said, we can't cover everything uh, that Romans 1 talks about. And it might hit you a different way. I believe in Holy Spirit. Charles believes in Holy Spirit. I believe in Holy Spirit. Uh, and we believe that he, he can expand things in a different way to you than he does to us. And so... I might be talking about bond servant and he might highlight something else to you. 
dive into that. Get your community and talk about it. Like how Charles highlighted something else that I didn't highlight, that's okay. There are gonna be things that you read over and over again that something else is highlighted. That's how you read scripture. You might read it once, read it again, read it again, read it again. You're never done reading the Bible. Um, yeah, I would say that along with that, mm -hmm. um, pray for revelation, you know, um, as Bosa said, like, like I, I highlighted something different than what she highlighted. I feel like what I highlighted was necessary for the season that I am in right now um, in um, trying to evangelize the unbelievers and having the answer for them. You know, for her is the revelation of Paul gave up himself and was a bond servant to, to, to the purpose and the will that God has for him. Um, all which are good, you know, just pray for revelation, pray for what God wants what wants you to have in this season and um, and uh, you'll, you'll find it, you'll find it. Um, continue to search for truth. And I think, uh, man, I think Romans is a great chapter to 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 do that. And yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is the end of the very first episode of I Am Not Jesus. Yeah. My name is Bosa. My name is Charles. Thank you all for watching. We out. We not Jesus. We don't have a close. <laughs> <laughs> That is a wrap on the very first episode. It's your girl Bosa, at least the future Bosa, watching this back during editing. And I just want to give a special shout out to both Love Apparel, to Faceless Productions, uh, as well as Charles, the special guest. And to thank everybody who is watching, listening, however you're consuming this. Appreciate you. Stay tuned for episode two. And uh, let me know your feedback. Filmed all of season one already, so all your changes will be applied to season two, but it's much and greatly appreciated. Peace and love, guys. Bye.